Welcome to the Travel Agent Interview. I am your host, Megan Chapa, and I have privilege today to have Irene Sauger on the phone. Welcome, Irene. Thank you for having me, Megan. Of course. Hey, Irene, you just told me about an app that I am not familiar with, which I should be, Mobile Passport. Tell me. Tell me what you like about it and why you recommend it to your clients. Yes, Megan, I always recommend it to my clients before they leave the country to go ahead and download it on their phone. And what it's going to help you with is when you return to the United States, um, it will kind of fast pass you through customs. Um, instead of filling out the paperwork on the plane, you're actually going to go ahead and fill it all out on your app. And you can even save a picture of yourself. And the, the one thing about it is you have to have it within four, times of, um, four hours of your landing time. And so you, wanna, you can get it started a little bit before, but then you want to make sure it gets saved a little bit before your landing. And then when you're going through, many airports already have the signs. It'll just say mobile passport, and you're, everybody's going to go through the big line on the right or left, and you're going to walk through the mobile passport line. And this last trip that I just came back from, I mean, we walked straight through. We barely stopped to do anything and got to get, get right through. It's like fast-tracking. So this is operated by Customs and Immigration? Yeah, I'm... Um, it is. It's an app officially authorized by U.S. Customs and Border Protection. And that's for U.S. airports and cruise ports that you can use it. Oh, wonderful. I didn't even see that option last when I got off the cruise, but hey, I'm going to use it from now on. Yeah, I, I'm sure it'll become a little bit more. I, I've noticed more and more um, signs for it and information about it recently. So it, it's probably going to pick up because it saves a lot of time. Yeah, great. And we will put a link to that and whatever we can find on it uh, in the show notes. Okay, that's great. Yeah, thanks. Okay, Irene, would you tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got into the travel industry? Okay, what's really funny is that I used to hate to travel. Huh. And I would bring myself to bring my kids to Disney World on a family vacation once a year. Um, once I was there, I was fine, and coming back, I was fine. It was just the going to and from. I just, I hated that whole rigmarole of the travel. And we have family that that don't live anywhere near us, so we actually have to travel to visit them. But I learned very quickly that visiting family is not a vacation. Nope. Uh, so you would never think that I would own my own travel agency. Mm -hmm. uh, flash forward all these years, but I went on my first adult vacation with my sisters. And one of my other sisters had planned the trip, and we were going to Jamaica. And it was my first trip to Jamaica, my first trip to an all-inclusive resort. The only other time I've been in the Caribbean is on a cruise. And so you really don't get a feel for anything from just stopping here and there, you know, for a couple hours. Sure. Um, but that trip just completely changed my life. And the, the phase of life that I was in at that point in time is um, I stayed home with my younger daughter, I worked when my son was a baby, but when she was a baby, I wanted to stay home with her. So I stopped, you know, I got out of the workforce and stayed home. So this was around the time where I have to start doing something because she's starting kindergarten in the fall. And then I'm on this trip. And I would have never thought that it was going to change my life so drastically. But we met some people. The, the person at the resort had introduced us not just to the resort, but to the culture and the life of Jamaica. And I just fell in love. And I think that some people, as I travel and I meet people, there are just certain people that connect to that island. And I'm one of them. I know you are because every email you've written me is 
written out as if you were speaking in a Jamaican accent. So <laughs> I know. Well, that you, you know, I can it. do that too, man. <laughs> I was going to say, can you do it? You can. Okay. There we go. So, um, let's talk about, um, well, we've already touched on it, but tell us about Jamaica and why you specialize in Jamaica. Okay. J- Jamaica is such a unique island. Um, I specialize in it just, just like I told you because of my love for the, for the island. When, when I was making that decision, I said, I need to do a job that is going to get me to this island as often as possible. And so that is the reason why I even transitioned into a career in travel. But one thing that I really love about Jamaica when I'm talking to clients, especially honeymooners, because that's usually their first time that they're going out of the country, mm-hmm. and then you get the parents involved and they're worried about their children going out of the country. One thing is it's really great for first-timers because there's no language barrier there. Jamaicans speak um, the, the Queen's English. Um, the water is safe there. And there, yes. that is not the case in everywhere that you travel. You can't just drink the water. It, yep. the, the water and food is safe to um, consume in Jamaica. And one last thing is the U.S. dollar is accepted everywhere. I mean, everybody accepts the U.S. dollar, which is nice because then you don't have to deal with currency. Let's talk about what you love about the culture of Jamaica. The people, I think they've been voted the happiest people on earth for, for a long time, but they are so warm. Their spirit of hospitality, and the one thing is that just the spirit of the people, it doesn't matter how, how down they are, what kind of condition they're in, they have this fighting spirit that everything's going to be better in there. You know, you always hear no worries. It's, it's really true. They don't worry. They don't worry about a thing. Every little thing's going to be all right. They really have that, that mindset. And I think coming from the States when I met them and what really impressed them about me is I'm kind of high strung and I'm, I'm always, you know, running and doing this and doing that. And I just noticed like one day they're, they're one of the waitresses in the restaurant was setting the table and she was doing it so slow and it was perfect, but it was so slow. And I was thinking, you know what? The difference between a waitress in America and a waitress there is this person's going to have a longer life because they're not stressing out. Because at the end, at end of it all, the table was set the exact same way, and one is stressed out and one isn't. Um, so that, just their spirit and their, just their way that they look at life is really lovely, and they're very friendly. Yeah, I have experienced that, and I agree. And uh, it's good to hear you say that, you know, she's going to live longer because she's not stressed she's relaxed she's just doing her job well and enjoying it and i'm from the northeast and we just get things done i mean if you're a good worker you're an efficient worker and that's what i've learned that's what i like and it's hard for me to relax but there because and even going to the southern states because things do tend to move a little slower but you have to appreciate maybe it's a cultural difference and there's a reason for it and maybe it's just they're enjoying things taking some time so that's good to hear. Yeah, Megan, I'm from the Midwest, so same kind of mindset. You know, you just, you work hard and you, you get it done quick. Um, mm-hmm. But one thing, I know we were going to talk a little bit about favorite foods and all that later, but the one thing that I discovered on my first trip to Jamaica is the soursop. And it is a fruit. We cannot give it, get it here at all. But in Latin America, um, they refer to it as the guanabana. Mm-hmm. But it is a fruit, and I can't. Everybody wants me to describe it. I can't describe it. You have to experience it. You're going to have to go to Jamaica to experience it fresh. Um, but I was like I always am, high strung. Yeah. And the waitress goes, "Here, drink this. It's good for your nerves." <sighs> and we're like, "Well, what is it?" 
you know, so we drank it, and it it does. It has this calming effect to it. It was almost like it just gives you this relaxing, calming calming effect. So soursop actually became one of my favorite. You know, I like it as a ju- in juice form. Um, I always try to get my soursop juice when I go down there. Is it this one with the spiky outside and the liquid yeah, it, inside? Yeah, it, it almost. When I first saw it, like I saw it on the buffet first, and it kind of looked like a really bad pineapple. You know, yeah. like sometimes when pineapples have seeds, but these seeds are really big. And I'm like, ooh, that's a really overgrown, ugly-looking pineapple. And it was like a, a more of a white flesh. And so I'm like, oh, gross. And I walked away from it. So um, it, it just go. you should ask people when you're in a foreign country, that's your time to try new things and do new things. And um, Jamaica has an endless supply of trying and doing new things. Uh, one of them is with their food. Excellent. Would you be willing to tell us a success story, a funny story, or a situation that might have gone wrong that you that you were able to turn around? Well, I do have a funny story. Um, there is a little bar on the south coast of Jamaica. It's in the middle of the ocean. Like when I say in the middle of the ocean, like it is built in the middle of the ocean. You have to take a boat to get there. There's no other way. Um, and it's not to be just um, to be confused with Pelican Restaurant in Montego Bay, Jamaica. Yep. This is Pelican Bar. Okay. And it is owned and built by Rasta Floyd. Okay. And I got the opportunity to sit down and interview him. And what I wanted to know is how did he come about building this bar in the middle of the ocean? And um, I, I asked him, and then he proceeded to tell me he never meant for it to be a tourist attraction. He never meant tourists to come to it. He just wanted to build it for his friends for a place to hang out. And when you when you pull up to Pelican Bar and you go in, what you're going to find is some men over in the corner playing dominoes, which um, that's a big game there for, for the men of Jamaica. And it's so fun to watch because they get really intense about it. But they, they're playing dominoes over here, and then there's, there's a bar um, where they can uh, – they don't have a whole full-blown bar because it's in the middle of the ocean. But if you want bottled water or beer or rum punch, they have that. And then they're cooking fish, like fresh fish, right over um, right over a tire, actually. You know, a makeshift little um, grill, but yes. they're, they're cooking this fresh fish. And then they've added some, some um, tourist booths, you know, where you can buy souvenirs uh, as of recent. So he didn't mean for it to be that. And he goes, I just meant it for a place for my friends to hang out. And I said, okay, well, do you want to hear the urban legend why you built this bar? Oh, no. <laughs> and he looked at me, and he was—he goes, yes, and he smiled. And I proceeded to tell him that what I heard was that he is Rasta Floyd, and he was a fisherman, which is true. He is a fisherman. But that he was lost out to sea for three whole years. And when he came back to land, he could not... Um, he just couldn't live on land anymore because he was so used to being out in the sea. And so he, he went and built this place for him to live so he'd be living in the sea. And I, as I'm talking, I look at him, and he just busts out laughing. <laughs> and so we all had a huge, big laugh over it. And I'm going to – it was just hilarious because he had no idea that that's what people think, and it's funny how word travels because that's what I thought. <laughs> well, that's the way the story's going down here, so <laughs> – <laughs> We're going to perpetuate it that way. That's right. We'll keep that one. So speaking of local bars and local rum punch, what is your favorite Jamaican rum? My favorite Jamaican rum is Appleton. Me In fact, too. Yeah. And since I've had Appleton, I can't drink anything else but Appleton. 
So um, definitely Appleton. It is so good. I don't know what it is about that stuff, but it is so good. Have you? I know, right? Can you go and see it? Have you gone to the distillery? I was going to ask you, have you gone? No, that's one thing. It's on my to-do list. My When I started going to Jamaica more and more, um, I had a period of time where I managed a villa in Ironshore. Oh. And so I kind of lived amongst the locals and got to know the local things. And I kind of got on this kick of, I don't do excursions. I'm not a tourist. But then, you know, when you marry that with a travel business, I can't recommend places to my clients that sure. I haven't been myself. So little by little, I am doing the little touristy excursion type things. But um, I learned really quick to tell locals when they're asking me for something is men a tourist, <laughs> which means I'm not a tourist. So little known fact about you, you are a Jamaican expert, but you spent some time in South Africa. So you're capable of sending clients there. Do you want to talk about South Africa at all? Yeah, South Africa, that was a life-changing um, experience. I, I feel... Just with with being able to do that um, early on in our marriage, we, we lived over in South Africa, and just being able to experience a different culture. I think being, being brought up in the United States, you don't really know anything different than what we have here, and you just assume the whole world is like here. And so being exposed to different cultures and things, I think that's what – I think my connection with South Africa is what – brought my love to Jamaica so into my heart because I, I understand that that's a different culture, a different way of doing things, a different lifestyle. Uh, South African is English. Jamaican was an was a English colony. And so it just these little things, I think that you really need to get out and see things. In South Africa, they have all the game reserves, and we're talking about going to see animals not in a zoo, in their natural habitat, and nothing can replace that. That was one of the most exciting things that I got to experience while I was there. Thanks for talking about that for a second. I know I didn't prepare you for that, but I appreciate it. No How problem. about a best or most memorable meal? You know, it's a maybe more of an interesting meal, and I just I try to get there as, as often as possible, but I was with the Jamaican Tourism Board, as I'm a Jamaica travel specialist, mm -hmm. and they were taking us on a tour and brought us to a place called Border, and it's near the south coast of Jamaica. I don't know if you know where Treasure Beach is. It's pretty near Treasure mm -hmm. Beach. It's this whole line of people. I don't know if you've been there, Megan. Have you ever been there? I haven't. Okay. So it's just this whole line of people, but they're all cooking the same exact thing. Like, I've oh. never seen anything like it. They're all cooking fish and bammy. So fish is, um, it's the Escovich style that has the... Um, Lime? The, well, no, the, the peppers, the real hot peppers that they use. Okay. And then they're fried, and it's a whole fish, like whole, like you see the eyes and everything. The whole fish is fried. And then they have bami, and bami is made from the cassava plants. And to me, it looks and tastes like a piece of pita bread. I literally thought I was eating pita bread. I didn't know I was eating something from, from a plant. Sure. But they all serve these fish and bammy. And when, um, when you drive by, you stop the car, and like seven of them are all coming up with their fish and bammy, all these, these mamas from Jamaica, and they want, and you, now you're like, oh, which one do I buy from? So yeah. I learned from one of my Rasta friends. He says you look them in the eyes and you look which one is going to do what you want them to do. And he said, I want a table. I don't want to sit here. And so she one went away. All the rest are trying to still get him to sell. But the one lady that listened to him went and prepared him a table, came back and said, I have a table for you. And he went with her. 
Oh. So everybody else is still trying to vie for his attention, but the, there was only one that listened to him. So it's a little trick and to how to buy things. So otherwise, like for me, my heart goes out to him. I'm going to buy from everybody, and I, right. I really don't need 50 fish. <laughs> That's pretty interesting. But it's fresh and good and interesting. That is a good story. So is that just the destination where people go to buy fish in Bami, and that's why there's so many people standing there doing that? You know, I still, my next trip, I actually have on my schedule that we're going to go by and do a little investigating on that because I still okay. don't understand it. It's, it's probably a local thing that I need to understand, but I've been there several times, and it's the same scenario every single time. Okay, well, I want to know. But we might have to have a follow-up with that. Yeah, let's do that. That sounds interesting. I, yeah, I want to know about the fish and bammy. I'd say bring yes. me some, but that doesn't sound like it would travel well. So let's not do that. <laughs> a postcard. No, but we away. can arrange the next time you go there, we could get one of our um, on the ground drivers there to take you over to That'd experience cool. it for you. That'd be neat. All right, I'll take you up on it. All right. Okay, that is the end of our formal questions. Do you have something or anything that I might have forgot? to say or ask or anything that you want to include that we might not have covered? Yeah, let me just talk about what, what the types of travel in Jamaica are. It's when, when you know that island, you have, it's something for everybody. You mm -hmm. have beautiful beaches, like the Seven Mile Beach in Negril. You have the Blue Mountains, so you have mountains. You have excursions that you're not going to get anywhere else, like Dunn's River Falls or um, the Blue Hole in, in Negril. I mean, sorry, in Ocho Rios. Mm -hmm. And then um, it's a great place. They've been named the top location for destination weddings at the World Travel Awards for multiple consecutive years. It's an awesome place for honeymoons because they have several resorts that just cater to couples and adults only. Um, they're, they're the king of all-inclusive resorts. I mean, the, the first all-inclusive resorts in the world were in Jamaica, and so they do all-inclusive resorts really well. They're good with family vacations. Um, you could send families there. Uh, very good for group travel because mm -hmm. we do a lot of family reunions or even girls' getaways, and now what's becoming really popular is bachelor and bachelorette parties before the, the big day that they go down and, and spend their time at, at a location instead of just doing it local. But the one thing that people don't realize is there are so many villas there that you can actually go and rent a villa. You have a private chef, a private driver, a housekeeper, and you kind of customize your experience and get to stay instead of a big, you know, massive resort. You get that um, that feel of a small villa or a beach vacation. And then um, we also do a lot of off the beaten path because people are looking for something different when they're traveling. And we can provide them, you know, to immerse themselves with the locals in a safe way. Um, but there are off-the-beaten-path locations that you can stay and visit. That's good to know because I so often have, or it's, I should say it's good to have you vocalize it because I have so many clients that say, well, you've been to one all-inclusive, you've been to all of them, which I don't think that that is categorically true, but... Me, me neither. Yeah, but it's good to hear you as someone who is certified as a Jamaican expert with the Jamaican Board of Tourism say, hey, I've been there, I've seen it, I can tell you how to do it. So, yeah, let's plug Jamaica and more than all-inclusive resorts. Even though I love them, I'll plug those too, but there's more to do there. Absolutely. I love them too. And one last thing about Jamaica, Megan, mm -hmm. I don't know if you know about Club Mobe, but at I this do. time, it's the only destination that has Club Mobe, and I will never leave that island 
without visiting Club Mobe. And what it is um, that you're aware of, it's an arrival and departure service. So you're going to get fast-tracked through customs and immigration when you arrive with a representative because it's kind of when you're going to a foreign place that you don't know, it's, it's so nice to just have someone guide you through that whole process quickly. And then they have a lounge where you could sit and they have snacks and drinks and a full bar there for you to enjoy before your, your driver's ready to pick you up. And then when you're leaving, the same thing. You get fast packs through security, and then instead of waiting at the airport because they require you to arrive at least two hours prior to your departure, instead of just waiting in the airport, it, it, you're it's not right, right. Yeah, you want you want an air conditioned section. It's a beautiful lounge, and once again, food and drinks, full bar. I mean, I think and I it's actually not think expensive. I know. I probably, no, not at all. Not when you consider the value, but I. I shouldn't say this, but I feel like the best bartenders on the whole island work at Club Mobe. They really are great. And if you consider, you know, if you want to, they, they've just totally transformed it. I mean, you could go to most Southwest Grill at the Jamaican Airport now, at the Montego Bay Airport. But when you're going to go buy that food and then maybe you're going to go get a rum punch somewhere, you're going to spend as much money as that whole experience would have cost. Yeah, and it's kind of like, why let your vacation end at the hot, sweaty airport? Like pay your Absolutely. twenty bucks or twenty five dollars or whatever it is, and go have a relaxing place to continue your vacation until you step onto the plane and you'll go with a full belly and a rum punch. So that's right. Well, I thank you so much for participating in the formal part of the interview. Lastly, is our somewhat experimental portion, which has okay. I think gone well last couple of times, but I know it's up to our listeners to really decide if it went well. But this is a time where you can ask me a random question. It does not have to be about travel, and I will attempt to answer it. Okay, what was your favorite vacation? And um, With my husband, we did Paris. That was really lovely. But we also just did a lot of castles in Germany. Uh, and I, w- we really like exploring castles. And we taught our did daughter to, to climb. We did not stay in a castle. We stayed in some vineyards, which are just, like, you're driving through Germany in this wine region, and you're like, what is, like, what is on the hills? Because you can't possibly imagine that it's millions of vines, but there's vines and vines and vines everywhere. And, yeah, it was incredible. We stayed at a couple of vineyards, and, you know, you're allowed to walk the vineyards. The owner's just walking their dogs at night, so we got to play with the dogs. And it was just peaceful and lovely, and our room had this balcony that went off onto the roof and the sunset right there over the vines and we drank the you know the wine from the vineyard right there as our daughter slept in the other room and it was it was really magical and really nice to have you know kind of like a parent date on our rooftop like terrace while she slept in the other room so um right that sounds incredible more information than you wanted but there you go no, that was great. I love hearing about other people's adventures. Yeah, Germany is lovely. It really is. So, And they drive on the right-hand side. So rent a car. Oh, it's worth yeah. it. <laughs> I think we were having another conversation about driving on the wrong side of the, the road. <laughs> oh, yeah. I am terrified. Like, we have a car. I am not driving it. So my husband got well, my... I will, I will say I do not recommend anybody to... Uh, rent a car in Jamaica. That is my number one thing. <laughs> I have plenty of people, plenty of private drivers that I'm connected with. You never want to rent a car there. Trust me. Yeah, and I I say that if you if you're someone who is efficient with their time, 
and uh, you know you want to get the most out of a location, if hiring a driver or a shuttle is in your budget, I mean it's worth it to get there um, without any delays or getting lost or having to stop and pull I over agree. and look at yeah. Yeah. Which is, you know, that's why you use a travel agent, too. Sure. Sure, because sure. Because they, they know these locations and they have connections with those people that are going to, it's going to save you that time because you can't get back a half a day of being lost. Yeah, I know it. I had clients get lost in Costa Rica. It was unfortunate. So, and without a gas station, oh gosh, that but it turned yeah. around. They ended up in a really spectacular place. Wasn't where they intended to go, but hey, yeah. <laughs> At least they're not still lost. No, no. So would you tell us how people can get a hold of you, a website, an email address? We'll put it all in the show notes, but just let us know what, what people need to know. Sure, they can reach me. Um, our website is govacationguru.com. Mm-hmm. If they're on Facebook, they can go ahead and like our Facebook page, which is also Go Vacation Guru. And uh, phone number is 205-721-8000. Mm-hmm. And then you can go ahead and have them email me at irene at govacationguru.com. We will also be putting all that information on your guest profile. And of course, we have a Facebook page with a community where if you want to reach out to Irene, you can tag her in the Facebook group and reach out directly to her in case dropping an email is just a little bit too much commitment for you. On that note, you can find us on iTunes, you can find us on SoundCloud, TuneIn, all those places. And feedback and reviews are greatly appreciated because it helps other people find us in the great wide world of the interwebs. And until next time, I'm your host, Megan Chapa of the Travel Agent Interview, saying good night. Good night.